It was mid. <laughs> 10,000! Oh, Here real quick. Have yeah. you seen The Way of Water is up to 7K now? <laughs> Just no, like didn't. the real Avatar, it's making money when no one paying attention. It keeps rising. Wow. It just keeps rising. People keep watching that review. I don't know why. All right. Um, the sea rising. So we're going to be talking about John Wick, Chapter 4, the fourth film in the John Wick franchise, Keanu Reeves, directed by Chad Stahelski, written by Shay Hatton and Michael Finch. This is their first time writing the, 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 the fran in the franchise. Um, we actually talked about it when, I believe, Derek Kolstad was taken off the project. Um, and then they came on board. So, full spoilers, if you have not seen John Wick, Chapter 4, you know, it's up to you, but I would prefer you not to watch this anymore. Um, I think you should see a better movie, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, but that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just being a, a goofy, goofy goofster. I should have seen that movie. I would have heard about it less. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes I crack myself up. Um, so, uh, so, full spoilers, if you have not heard, if you have not seen the movie, uh, you know, pause it, go watch it. Pause this, go watch the, that movie, uh, and then come back and check us out. Um, so, what do we think about John Wick, Chapter 4? I loved it. <laughs> All right, Ben. To the surprise of no one, I also loved it. Yeah, and you just watched Chapter 3, too, so you had a 3 to 4. Yeah, um, I, went, I, went directly, I went directly from number 3 to number 4, and I have to say, I do agree, 3, not the best, still good, not the best. Of the John he Wick wasn't, films. He wasn't on the review for that. I, no, I remembered wasn't. last minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sparks? Uh, may just be the best of the John Wick franchise. Yeah. 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 I don't think I agree with it being the best. I still like two a lot. Um, it's, it's this and two. And yeah. right now I'm kind of leaning towards this. I. Um, but this is excellent. Really, yeah. really excellent. So the when I first saw heard about the three hour runtime, I'm like, that's a long ass action movie. Because mm. um, one of the complaints that I have with three is, despite all the action being good, it's I don't think it, it all serves a story. And there's some like repetitive stuff where it's like, I don't feel it's progressing as much. This movie being three hours, surprisingly, the pace I think is incredible. Mm -hmm. There's there's so much because it has so much more runtime. There's so much more story, but there's also so much more action. And the flow between them is like perfect. Like it it's, it feels like I didn't I didn't. Like, obviously, you feel three hours. That's a long time. You do anything for three hours, you feel it. But, like, I was enjoying every minute of this movie. I think you're absolutely right that the idea that, like, what this runtime allows it to do is include more of that kind of emotionality that was missing in the third film. Um, you know, we're, we're, we kind of bring back the kind of the John Wick from the first yeah. film because the first film is really is really different than, than the next three. Um, yeah. It's a lot more dramatic. There's a lot less action in it. Um, and we find we get a little bit more of that drama put back into the franchise, put back into this movie. We have a lot of you know characters being extrapolated on, expanded on some, some that would not get the chance to be. And this cast isn't they just introduce a new character. I feel for every new character that was introduced, and every villain is super cool. Um, that's what the three hour long time allows you to do. And if it's paced well enough, I don't care, yeah. I, I think it will, is based well. No, I will say I didn't realize about the almost three hour runtime until I was looking up times for the movie today. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, damn, this is going to go that long. But like Ryan said, you don't feel the runtime necessarily. Everything 
the only time where I was really thinking was like, oh, I part of me was hoping the movie would end quick so I could you know go to the restroom. But <laughs> yeah. besides that, I, it did not feel like a three-hour movie. It didn't feel like a slog. I wasn't taken out of the action. There were so so many amazing shots. If I were to say any sort of negative about chapter four, it's that you can definitely tell that. I mean, I, you could definitely tell there's going to be a big action sequence coming up. Like there's, it's like action story beat, action story beat. But even though you can tell something is about, like for for example, like 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 we said, full spoilers, right? Oh yeah. Um, for example, when the rules are set for the duel, and John is getting dressed, and then the hit goes out, the bounty the bounty on his head rises, and everyone, and you know, it's like if this isn't good, this isn't going to be easy for him to get to the church. It's going to be a absolute shit show. Nothing is going to be, nothing is simple for poor John Wick. And even though I was like, uh, is this going to be a slog? It wasn't. I was on the, I was like, how are you going to get out of this one, John? The, um, the scene, like the traffic fight scene and from the Arc de Triomphe was amazing. The overhead shot in the, uh, oh, I want to, I want to oh, spend 15,000 minutes on that, spend. on that shot. No, <laughs> let's go. Let's, 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 let's pull. I'm going to pull you back. I'm going to pull you back to the okay, beginning yeah. of the movie. Um, all right. So let's talk. So the beginning of the movie, Winston and, uh, Sharon, 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 uh, Sharon are, are in, being introduced to the new marquee. Um, and, uh, played by Bill Skarsgård, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Um, Pennywise himself, he's got, when he's got his hands in his pockets, like, oh, I see it. Um, cause he's got the, like the wide arm, uh, in the pockets. Funny. Um, and they're being, they're being punished for basically being John Wick's friends. Yeah. Um, and that's why, and that's, and that's why Clancy Brown, great, small role, but great. He's really, mm-hmm. he's really, I really like watching him in this. Um, they're going to demolish the Continental. Um, and they're going to keep demolishing Continentals until they find John Wick. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I love, I love Bill Skarsgård's uh, the Marquis. Like his, like I'm not here to kill John Wick. I'm here to kill the idea of John Wick, and mm-hmm. that means burning everything he has ever touched. That means I will kill hundreds of thousands of people. I will burn millions of billions of dollars of property damage. I will do whatever I need to do because the idea of John Wick is worse than John Wick actually himself. Because that means that, like the it's the idea of rebellion is what it is. Uh, the and Baba like, Yaga, the Baba Yaga. Yeah, the, the table has rules, and he's the ultimate rule breaker. And when he's alive, other people will break rules as well. Uh, I, I love it. It's perfect. It's a perfect uh, asshole motivation. So Sharon is killed. Yeah, uh, Lance Reddick's character is killed. Uh, a move I didn't see coming. Um, and that death hits a lot harder uh, than it probably would have had Lance Reddick not actually died. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's a really effective death uh, for Winston. Um, and uh, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I, I just wanted to met, bring it up because I, I think it's a good moment. I think it's a well, good, no, solid character moment good, for all involved. It's a good background motivation thing for Winston. And I think what strength it has in the script is how it's tied into the conversation later about grave markers Mm -hmm. Uh, and I didn't know what to put on there and ended up with friend and, and John's decision of what he wants on his. Um, I think that's all very good and well baked in. Um, I will bring up my one negative about the the film. 
which is that, and part of it is because we watched all four one night a, in a row going for four nights. Four nights, four weeks. And they have got to come up with, should there be another, which is up in the air, um, but should there be another, they have got to come up with some different conversations for John to have with characters he encounters than John killing is who you are. That's you got to recognize that in yourself, John, you can't run from being a killer. Mm -hmm. It's who you are. And I'm like, boy, howdy. Do some people have to tell John something he doesn't know? Yeah. Uh, because this is a lot of the conversations John has with characters across all four films. <laughs> um, and in particular, it bothered me in this one because there's the scene uh, where they're sitting across the table setting up the rules for the duel. Uh, and Bill Skarsgård says it twice in two different forms of words but essentially saying yeah. the same thing and i'm like guys come on like i get the idea and i get that like everybody has this idea about john but holy crap do we need to think of some different dialogue for these these engagements because i'm getting real tired of people saying can't escape what you are john you're a killer that's yeah. who you are john john recognize that you are a killer mr wick like we uh, know like, we watched him do this uh, for like six hours damn it and he's heard it like i'm, I'm done <laughs> that's fair I, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't I, bother me, but like, but like you mentioning it, like, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's specifically, yeah. it's specifically that moment where Bill Skarsgård basically says the same sentence, just with different words in a different order. Yeah, yeah. Not three minutes apart, and I'm like, whew, we gotta think of some other things to say. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't even notice that. I gotta be yeah. honest. Um, I wanted to rewatch the first three, and I started watching the first one a couple of week, couple of days ago, but I just got so swamped, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not finishing these. Yeah. yeah. Because I hadn't seen specifically the third one in a while. I wanted to rewatch that one specifically. It's um, just like, I I really enjoy these movies, obviously. Yeah. I really enjoy them. I think a weak point in general is that most of John's conversations with adversaries or otherwise, yeah. most of them boil down to them telling John, you just can't escape being the killer you are. And John just kind of being like, yeah. okay yeah uh and and like that's most of his interactions with the characters the new characters he encounters throughout the films and i'm like that gets a little repetitive <laughs> especially if you cram them all next to each other uh that is a minor knock it's not really what the movie's about so it does it's not that that important but like uh if if there is to be another with mr wick uh i i need different conversation material <laughs> the opening the very beginning of the movie when when the Bowery King walks in and he's doing his monologue and he and then he comes in and he lights the flames around John Wick and he time to get to work John with the punches so cool yeah so cool John says yeah forty eight times in this movie and there was a gentleman behind us where every time John said yeah he laughed and I don't and I and I'm just like oh, you just think Keanu Reeves saying yeah is funny I guess that guy talked yeah. a lot he's bothering me yeah he's oh bothering me too uh, yo man. This movie opens up. We're like, hey, remember that weird elder part of three? We're just gonna kill that guy. <laughs> we're gonna kill another guy. <laughs> a different elder too. They're like, yeah, but my my predecessor. All right. Yeah, I like it. Like, I like that John's just like, yeah, no, I just gotta. Y'all gotta go. I, I, I so to me, to me, that was very much a like. Yeah, we don't really know what we were doing with the elder thing either. Uh, so we're gonna just kill it. I like. Uh, yeah, I because like I remember that being, and it was still when I rewatched it. Like that's one of my big problems with three. Is I'm like, I just don't really get what this elder shit is for i understand like the the, the 
I like the world building of it. I'm like, oh, this is the this is the this is where the assassins like guild began. But they don't give us enough information. You just have to assume a lot. To be honest with you, it bothered me that we don't ever see the high table in full. Yeah. But we've seen the elders that are above it. Yeah. And I'm like, that felt weird I, and wrong. Yeah. I still think that the high table, like the final movie is going to be like John killing everyone in the high table. And they're all like really famous people. <laughs> like, I think that's why we haven't seen any of them yet. Cause it's going to be like one big, like Scott Pilgrim movie. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. But um, I think in some ways they also killed the idea of the high table with this one, because they pointed out that like, John, you kill them. They're just going to, they're full of the seats before you can get to all of them. It's true. Because they're never, they're never all together. The nemesis system. Yeah, yeah. This movie ends, like, obviously we're going to talk about the end later, but, like, I really like the way this movie's like, oh, this movie does not end the way I thought it was going to. Yeah, yeah. Not even with just him dying, but it's, like, the way he gets out, basically. Um, Right. But that's three hours from now. Um, Man. You pointed the Ben? Ben, you wanted to say something. You've been trying to say something for, like, five minutes. Uh, I forgot. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, So, like, the first, uh, like the first half of this movie, I'll, I know it's it's like two hours forty something. I'm just gonna call it three hours to make it to make it even. Like the first half of this movie, it's like, damn, this is a good John Wick movie. Like if I had to rate the first half of the movie, it'd be like an eight, eight point five. Like, damn, this is another good John Wick movie. The second half of this movie, y'all, is in, it's one of the most insane action movies ever made. Right. It is insane action scene to insane action scene to a finale that's like personal, uh, uh, with two friends fighting, which has yeah. a great like the the the. The the last half of this movie, like from like the um, uh, the 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 drag the the Tokyo Drift murder people just driving around cars to the overhead shot to the final duel. I'm like, there's so much action in this movie, and again, on like three, we're like, I don't feel overwhelmed by any of it. Like like the movie's long enough where we have a lot of action, then we have a lot of story because we have room for it. Um, there was an interesting thing that happened in this one that didn't happen in three, as I recall, where. Let's take the Scott Atkins fight scene, which as it was going and as as it was wrapping up, I was like, I don't want this to end. Yeah. I'd like to watch more of this. Good. This is a good side quest. Yeah. Because I, I like, I like that. I like that, I that scene at, at his table. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, my God. That's so good. When he's at the table, he reveals the five aces. Yeah. One one <laughs> who thinks he can buy his way out. One who thinks he can serve his way out. One thing who thinks he can kill his way out. I thought yeah. that was really fun. Um, I really enjoyed that. I will admit that I'm very biased positively towards this film because the entire second half takes place in Paris. And I was like, I was there. I was <laughs> he, there. Kept, he, he kept looking I was like, there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Louvre is in the wrong place on that map. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, find... so, yeah. So uh, the, the, the first half of this movie, a lot of it takes place like in Japan and Osaka. Um, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata mm-hmm. is like, is the, is the manager of, of, of the Japanese uh, uh, continental, which is awesome. Love it. I, I love I love not just going to see another continental because we saw that in two. Are you here to steal? Are you here to kill the Pope? Um, and Hiroyuki Sonata being the continental and like being really good friends with John, uh, being the manager of the continental is such a good moment. And we get so much good character work, honestly, even before the action starts, because was there as he's talking to his uh, concierge. And and the, the the subtle and not the subtle nods, but like we know it's his daughter. Um, but maybe not everybody. Maybe like the high table doesn't know it's his daughter. Um, and and we 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 learn all that just in dialogue as they're just talking about going to lunch. Um, and it's it's really good. It's really yeah. well acted. It's really well written. It's a really solid scene and character introduction. Yeah. Um. His daughter. Um. Uh. She is a like she's like a famous like uh musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she like, cause I just watched an interview. There's like, she, she's starting to branch out into acting and, um, 
uh, Keanu and Chad were watching one of her music videos. Mm. And in her music videos, she's very athletic and is like, she does a lot of stunts in her music videos. So they were like, hey, we think you'd be good for this part. Do you want to audition for it? And she freaked the F out. She's like, absolutely. I've been trying to be an actor. Uh, and I think she's great. Uh, Akira is, is is the character's name. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love John Wick's world building. I love that just like half the world is assassins. I think it's yeah. so funny. I love seeing like the cool secretary ladies doing all the things with their tattoos. I just like, anytime you want to world build more, I'm all about it. One of the things, and I was thinking about this while I was watching Parabellum as well. One of the things that I love about the John Wick movies, especially with their world building, they tell you enough. They don't show you everything. There's still a little bit of mystery, but that little bit of mystery doesn't take you out of the moment. Doesn't take you like I, for some reason, I just love it. How, um, how John Wick is kind of like Kingsman in a way where it's, it's Kingsman without the high quality, without like the high spy stuff. Like they have their modern suits, but they're bulletproof. Like I can't tell you how many times John is holding up his suit jacket because it's all, it's a bulletproof I love suit. It. Not just him, but all of the marquees. Men. It is so oh, funny. Yeah. Everyone else yeah. has bulletproof suits. Um, but there's all this world building. Like, uh, like there's this world building. And like when Clancy Brown showed up as the harbinger and you get the adjudicator in Parabellum. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, there's all these things and they've referenced the table. I'm like a tracker. Yeah, the tracker. It's the like tracker. this. Like this, all this is super cool. Oh, I liked I, him, by the way, Mister yeah, Nobody. Oh, Mister Nobody loved him. Yeah, yeah. I just love how they how they mention the table, but you don't see the table, and you don't know how powerful these people are. We get a bit of it in three with the elder, but at the same time, I kind of agree with Sparks as how the elder is like he was a big thing in three, and then in then four he just dies almost immediately. Yeah, but because yeah, it like, doesn't work in just, three. Even just confined in three, like to me, it's a lot of effort for something that ends up being meaningless because John basically gets to, so again, like a, re- a weak script point, but John gets to Winston and Winston basically says, John, do you want to die a man serving them? And it's like, John should have already known that answer. Like that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to me, to me, the most egregious character crime that I don't think works is that John allows his ring to be given up with Mm. no intention of getting it back in that moment. Uh, And I'm like, that just doesn't feel like John Wick to me. Like, I think that whole idea just didn't work. Uh, This idea of him going to the elders and giving up his finger and his ring uh, to me ends up being kind of meaningless and moot. Which is again, Um, what nice why the the beginning of this, the beginning of this movie just says like, yeah, that didn't work. And he's like, I'm never getting that ring. Yeah. 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 Um, um, Mag is so right about the sumo wrestlers, the two fighters. Uh, dude. dude, they were kicking ass, just punching and slapping dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved it. I, I really, I really like seeing Winston, the Bowery King, and John together. I think they have a fun dynamic that I just didn't expect. Yeah, uh, Bow- the Bowery King is now like the Bowery King of like the world. He's going to every. He's every branching store. out. He's Branch like, hey, out. I. I see what you guys, what you assassin guys are doing, and we're we're gonna. I'm gonna kind of like. I'm gonna follow you guys. Eyes and ears all over the world. Love it. Uh, I, uh, I'm so happy. I know they talked about how the Bowery King was meant to be just a one-time thing, and they ended up liking Lawrence Fishburne so much they kept him, and I'm so happy with that decision uh, because he's very fun in this movie. Um, because like all the Bowery King really does is present him with suits, and I found both times to be massively interesting. Hey, he gets him. He gets him a boat. Once. I like, remember the still a 42 long John. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and just, uh, oh yeah. Lawrence Fishburne is always just like, 
like kind of hamming it up. Like, again, my favorite line is when he's like, someone please get this man a gun. Like, he's just always theatrical and everything he does. And it's just like, yeah. it's really fun. Like, he's someone yeah. spins for no reason. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm and like, it's fun, it's fun because we'll, it's nice when we get into like the boat when John and 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 Winston are talking about the 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 funeral arrangements and the, the tombstone dialogue. And then the Bowery King is just, I want a king on mine, <laughs> you know, like. He creates a really fun dynamic that I really appreciate. Yeah, and you brought up the, the earlier, but um, what he wants on in his tombstone, John says, "loving husband," and then when you see it later, Helen's was "loving wife," and I'm like, oh, yeah. this movie does have emotion." Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Um, so Donnie Yen is a new character in this movie. Kane, oh, love it. God, I love it. And him. I, I'm at man. I could have followed. He could have been the main character of this movie, and I would have been interested too. Um, He's in so much more of the movie than I thought. I didn't realize he was like the second guy almost. I like that what they did was they just basically made John Wick's villain in this movie John Wick. Yeah, um, and I think it worked really well. Um, it we didn't we didn't get any like false starts. No, this was they're both people who got out uh, who are being who were who the cane was brought back in. Uh, and given a name and they're both doing this job and they're friends and they respect each other, but they're also incredibly highly skilled assassins who will, who will defend themselves and try to kill each other. Yeah. I love, um, it happens with multiple characters. It happens Mm -hmm. with both Kane and Mr. Nobody, um, where they will be fighting each other and then a third party will come involved and then like, all right, let's team up before we fight each other. (laughs) These guys ain't shit. They're not part of this. Yeah. yeah. Let's take out these guys before we get back to the real This is about us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's one of the reasons Scott Adkins fight is so fun because the three of them are at the table and they're like, all right, well, but F this guy. Yeah. (laughs) You're all in agreement on that. Uh, cause they're, cause they're all just sitting there. Like I, I love, I love that Donnie Yen knew what his cards were. Yeah. Even though he was blind. I thought that was so fun. Um, and he's got, uh, uh that card table scene, like that whole Scott, a- Scott Atkins is wonderful in this movie. He's so much fun. Um, and I love watching him do martial arts in that, in that fat suit he's in. Um, and, and uh, all the the whole action sequence uh, that follows is great, but there's so much good tension. You know, I talked a little bit about like Scream has such good tension, and there's some really good tension in the in the the card scene when they're when when he's when he's got all the cards and he's dealing them out and they're they're playing this game, uh, and they all kind of like Donnie Yen, the tracker, and um and, and John John Wick are are like looking at are kind of like on agreement at that point, like oh, this guy's gotta die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mag brings up a great uh, reference. Kane, um, clever with his weapon and the doorbell sensor. Oh. I did love the doorbell sensors in Osaka. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Absolutely. Yeah, that I was thought cool. they were going to be motion sensors, but like the door. Yeah, they, uh... oh, they are motion sensors, but the doorbell. Uh, yeah. I like yeah. that. We're, I like that we see him kind of, you know, kind of not taking this battle seriously. We haven't seen him fight yet, and he's not really taking what's happening with the Marquis men seriously in, in the Continental until they, they kind of like force his hand and then he just wastes them. Yeah, not the marquee no. people, the the Hiroyuki's people. Uh, there's a great extended nunchuck scene, and I'm like, I've never nunchucks are so what a silly weapon, but like <laughs> wow, how they really are effective. Boy, howdy, just two pieces of wood stuck together, they will knock some people out. Yeah, uh, love it. And that's why I think this film does really well. That the second film, that the last film didn't. You know, we talked about in the review that I recall that one of the issues that I had with this, with the second, with the, with the third film, sorry, second film's perfect. Um, the the third film when um, you know it's like okay, 
Okay, dog goes in for the nuts, shooting the chest, shooting the shooting the face. Okay, dog goes in for the nuts, shooting the chest, shooting the face. Like we're just doing that over and over again. We're not really getting a lot of variety. Whereas the beginning of that very movie, there was the knife fight and the horse fight and the motorcycle fight and like so much cool, so much cool shit. Like that beginning beginning of the movie yeah. rules. Um, and 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 what we get more in this one is different weapons and different fighting styles. We get some martial arts. We get some nunchuck things and the the action scenes kind of are are more varied in their in, in their length the, the they are still lengthy but they're more varied in it and i thought that was really interesting i was that kind of brings me to a point that i wanted to make which was that all over this fa- this franchise this is not exclusive to this film but chad stahelski is an incredible fight uh, f- uh filmmaker like just uh-huh. just pointing a camera and letting and letting people do choreography and it rules um and and i like i was watching not a knock on star trek picard but because it's a 70 year old fighting a 50 year old um yeah. so they're gonna have some some edit points but like the difference between a lot of blockbuster action scenes where you're cutting around a lot of different movements versus just kind of letting just kind of letting your actors learn the choreography and trust that they'll do it and it will look good and um, pointing the camera at them and i think that's what chad stahelski brings to just action filmmaking in general and i think it's something a lot of people can learn from yeah sure and again it helps that he started as a stuntman yeah you know, like it worked in the industry for a long time before directing john wick uh, and again, like John Wick uh, is a so much bigger success than anyone could have imagined. And I'm so glad we're here now because like all of these movies could be considered like some of the greatest action movies ever made. But man, the stuff they do in John Wick 4, like it's just like specifically like the uh, well, I, I know, don't remember the name of the place, the circle, the circle, the Arc de Triumph, Arc, Arc de Triumph, 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 Arc de Triumph, that scene. And then the next scene with with the overhead dragon fire scene, like those are some of the most inventive, insane brutal scenes i've ever seen in an action movie and it's just yeah. like again this is a movie where from start to finish it's in- incredible varied that, action that it's, and the fight the assassins all the way up the 222 steps of montmart up to the soccer yo, i hope that stunt man who had to fall down all those stairs got like a little I, extra i want to i want to illuminate for you guys real quickly we walked up to the bottom of those steps megan <clears> looked at them and went hell no, and we got in the funiculi <laughs> that took us all the way up to the top without us going up the steps. And as we were going in that funiculi, Megan pointed out to me on the middle landing, which is the first place where John gets knocked down to before he gets kicked down the rest of the way all the way to the bottom. Uh, on the middle landing, there was just a dude like, <sighs> <laughs> there's a cafe there for people to just kind of stop and give up and maybe reconsider their choices. Love it. Um, like it it was awesome to see them take that and turn it into this this action piece yeah oh yeah when uh because brian you brought up the overhead fight scene and i know ben brought it up earlier the overhead fight scene is is the most incredible thing i've seen in the franchise it is period um because it happens twice and i swear to god i uh, expletived um i never hesitate to say exactly what the the orgasmic feeling i felt but like the first time it, it did the pan up to the to the yeah. to the ceiling and then we see like the the dragon fire breath shooting over and i'm like oh shit this is incredible and when it stopped real quickly ben real, i'm almost done when it stopped i was really i was really sad i was like oh i i want to see that again and then it did it again 
Stahelski has pointed to the video game Hong Kong Massacre as his main inspiration for this sequence. Yeah, that's cool. Which, if you look at gameplay, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Then I will say that's an amazing scene, possibly my favorite scene in the movie. I did get a little dizzy from it, though. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. Okay. Normally, I don't get dizzy when I'm watching stuff like that on a screen, but when it went back to like regular. I don't want to like not from a top-down perspective, but a regular perspective, or I don't even know what regular perspective in the film is, but you know the one we normally get. Um, it felt a little disorienting. I felt a little. I don't know if that if it was because because I was sitting a little bit closer in my movie theater. I wasn't further back than I normally am. That was pop possibly why I felt dizzy, but I didn't feel motion sickness. I just got a little like a little bit of vertigo i'm like oh is the room you got too okay, sick because no, the scene was just so cool you couldn't handle it yeah i, maybe. I just it was I could, a great I scene could, though i could gush about that scene like all all night and i'm gonna but like yeah. um the the the, the when it went and like the i love the choice of the dragon's breath being the bullets for that scene because it gives it gives such a visually interesting look rather than just bullets because he's shooting fire and you see the fire come out of the gun and then people get lit on fire multiple people get lit on fire and it's a single take and you're just like holy shit the thing, and there's there's yeah, no hidden stitches yeah. that I can see I'm sure there maybe is but there's no hidden stitches that I can see which makes it feel so much more impressive because we're just following a single take of multiple people being lit on fire. Not yeah, uh, and you are right. Like it is, it is so impressive. Uh, I was hooting and hollering this entire movie. Yeah, uh, it was it was such a great theater experience. But um, yeah, the the second time they do it, I'd expect them to come back for seconds. Yeah. But we start rising again. I'm like, no way, Stahelski, you mad dog? Uh, in it, again, like yeah, there are multiple games that use that that uh, uh, overhead aesthetic, but like I've never, you rarely see it happens every once in a while in a movie. But like this was just so effective. I told I told so Ryan good. the most recent time we saw like an over a long overhead take like this was Malignant yeah. when uh, James Wan oh, specifically right. had them build a recreated set of a house they yeah. were already filming in just for this shot. <laughs> um, Gabriel Malignant, <laughs> but I love I love it. It looks it looks incredible. Yeah. Um, yep. Bill Skarsgård's, I think, the best villain we've had. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, I almost, I was kind of hoping that he wasn't going to die. Like, I think he, he, him dying is great. Uh, uh, I was it's such that, a oh, good moment when Winston's like, oh. you fool. Yeah. And the second, I, the second I saw uh, what happened, I was Consequences. Like, oh. Yeah. Because um, I uh, assumed, because like they announced like four and five, right? So I'm like, okay, he will be an overarching villain for the finality of John Wick. But like no, they 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 took this dude out in such an incredible, clever way. Uh, yeah, consequences. Loved it. Felt felt so good seeing seeing that dude die. So I will no. say just because Ryan just real quick, just because Ryan just brought up that they've announced four and five. So Lionsgate cleared and said that there can be a four and five John Wick. Oh. Stahelski and Keanu Reeves have recently responded in the press for this film and okay. said that they're both kind of exhausted and they're not guaranteeing a fifth. So Give it some time. this may be the end of John Wick. Uh, if it um, is, that's great. So Reeves has already said that to him, at least what he's saying publicly right now, is that he is dead. Uh, so Honestly, consider for now that this is the end of John Wick. If it is, this is, man, talk about way of going out. Like, incredible. Like, Which it, we'll talk We'll talk about at the very end. I'll touch yeah. on like why I think that's for the best, but, but just wanted to make that note real quick. I mean, if they want to make a fifth film, they don't have to make it about John Wick. They can make it about um, Sonata's daughter going after revenge. We know that the ballerina spinoff is coming. 
Well, not just about, about hand spinoffs. Well, not the ballerina spinoff. I'm talking because at the end. No, I know what you were talking about. I was just saying that you, because you said you you watched spinoff, and I was just I was just saying that there is a spinoff coming. Right. Um, so the 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 John Wick franchise isn't dead. It's just John Wick is possibly dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, frack. I was gonna say something. You were gonna say about Kane. We could from the post credit scene. We could follow a Akira. movie about them. Akira. There's a post credit oh. scene. Oh, yes, Ben. Ben, you should just know by now. Just, it's, it's Hollywood movies. No, to be fair, to I, be fair, this is the only John Wick film with a post-credits. I look, I Google every single time. I, go I had to go to the restroom, okay? I get it. Then go back. Uh, ben, real quick. It's not, it's not. It's, it's just Kane about to go to his daughter for the first time and take her some flowers. And then coming towards him in the crowd is Hiroyuki's daughter, Akira. Okay. okay. With a blade. Yeah. Okay. And then it cuts to black. So we don't see what happens. Okay. Paying off the uh, I'll I'll be waiting for you or right, right. something he says to her yep. when he All kills. Right. right. But I do team. remember what I was going to say. I was going to say about Bill Skarsgård. Um, I wanted him to die so bad. Oh, yeah. I was like, when he, I mean, when he did, when he does die, I'm like, yeah, F you. You deserve this. Because just the whole movie. He's definitely the type of guy who uses he's a pompous prick. But he's the pompous prick who knows how to use his power and he uses it well. Yeah. Um, and but he's also I he's not afraid to get his hands dirty, but he doesn't want to get his hands dirty, such as like he doesn't yeah. how um example of this when he stabs the tra- the the tracker in the hand and gives him a choice. So like you either pull the knife out or remove your hand from it. There's here's a choice for you. And when he you can pull the up, knife out or pull your hand away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it, whichever one you pick tells me what kind of person you are, and yeah, just everything about him. It's like I hate this guy, and then when he cho- when he chooses Kane to be his person who fights for him, I was like, oh, F. it's like screw you. Yeah, just, I just, love. Just uh, screw I, this guy, and when he takes the like, oh, I want the last shot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him, and then mm-hmm. and then you. And then, like, he never shoots. He's like consequences. Pew. Yeah, the, the second I saw that that. Uh, Kane didn't have a bullet wound. I'm like, nice. Nah, this is good. This is good. Uh, I one of my favorite moments with with the with the uh, the, mar- the marquee is when um uh uh it's with Winston and Winston's talking to him like, hey, oh, he's giving him the dual notice, right? And he's like, uh, if you're the, the man in the Louvre, in the Louvre, I, fuck, yeah. so good. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yo, you if you're the man. And this is when it, when the marquee is like staring at like at like the the map like you know away from Winston and like if you're the man who killed John Wick the power and like the, the legacy you would you would wield and he gives like the smallest like wry little so smile it's, so it's not a map it is a painting and it is painting. a painting about a, oh, that's a right. point in Paris's history where he specific Winston is specifically goading him in relation to the paintings he's looking at because he's that's saying right. the marquees of history are often forgotten that's true um, but the man who kills John Wick. And then uh, he gives a little smile, which, and he's like, mm, which yes, also yes. plays really well into Clancy Brown's line later, which I love, which is like, a man should never play his ambition over his worth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I love because, like, that's exactly what he's doing. Like, he's putting the the value of himself to the high table way below what his ambition is now. There's the incredible Warriors reference with with the French radio dispatcher. Talking to basically like, hey, the warriors are on the street, gang, go kill them. Yeah. Uh, but this it. time it's a uh, Jean Wick. So good. Um, the scene in the Louvre uh, pays off uh, what what uh, Winston was telling Charon about the 
the guy who faced death. And I don't remember the story, but what is yes. it? it? It is what it is. Such is such life. life. Such is life. Um, I I really like when when he's like, you know, what happens to the to the the second in a duel. Such is life. And I love and I love that Winston is like fully committed into it. Like when we get to the end in front of Sakura, which was a genius place to set up the end of this, by the way. Sakura is beautiful. It is a great backdrop for this and the way that they have this view over Paris. Um, so when Winston walks up to him and he says, isn't that a beautiful sunset? And they both get to just like look at it for a moment. And I have to tell you, it definitely was a goddamn beautiful sunset because I've been up there and it's great. Um, so that was that was so like, Yes, Winston is like at peace with how this turns out. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, Ben's right, it's sunrise, not sunset. Yeah. Um, did you did you guys see this? Was something I I I I didn't quite catch, and maybe there's nothing to catch. But the tracker has a list of money. Yeah. Of like prices. Do we know? Is he trying to save up or something? Was he? He's marking. He's marking where John's at. And like what he's waiting for. Oh, I see. Okay. It looks like it looked like the other page. It looked like a giant house. Yeah. Like I think he might be trying to save like fifty million dollars to buy like a mansion for his dog, him and his dog. I think that's what like the thing was. So like, yeah, he's tracking the amount that John. Well, they also they also say like at some point that he wants to buy his way out. Yes. Oh, so part of it is him buying his way out of it, and then having enough to do stuff after that. Yeah. All all Uh, the characters are great, and that's why he's like measuring and saying like John. Not worth enough not, yet. Not yet. Because he has to buy his way out and still afford a life of luxury. When he, uh, so there's a moment where where the the Marquis like number one henchman is about to kill the dog and he's and John has a moment like he I can shoot the dude or I can shoot the guy or I can shoot the other guy and he and he saves the dog and I I love the moment of like of just of the guy like oh okay respect okay <laughs> yeah. You saved my dog. And yeah. he sa- saves John's life. And then before. John jumps off a three-story building. <laughs> and dents a van. Oh, my God. <laughs> that man, he should be dead. <laughs> yeah, I, love Kane, I love Kane coming to get him. I'm jumping a- around, but like Kane coming to help him up. It's like, I need you to get to the top of those stairs, John. Oh, my God. He just stands up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, I he, love them fighting together. Dude. What? He's a Green Lantern on limited willpower. Yeah, it's like the the the, st- the stairs fight is incredible every single time they do it. But when it's Kane and John together fighting on the stairs is is Chef's kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're basically Cinema. doing like Arkham Knight combo moves. Like when you press X and Y to do a Nightwing t- 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 team up move, uh, like he's throwing things into him. Like it's yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I one think of- uh, Donnie Ann was an incredible no, character in this. One of my favorite lines is when uh, at the card table when they're trying to go for the big guy and Donnie and throws a flashbang. He says, let's help assholes. And they, he gets, they all get flashbanged and he's just like, ah, yeah. He's yeah. having being an incredible martial artist is one thing, but like having to pretend to be blind and also Second be time he's done this. Artist, yeah. Yeah. Like just what a, what a tremendous, what a tremendous act, uh, performer in every capacity. Yeah, yeah. Really, I, really good. Really good. I mean, Donnie Yen was one of the highlights of like Rogue One, also, where he was also mm-hmm. a blind martial artist. Um, yeah, I, I, I knew he probably he did, probably didn't catch that. I did. Um, but I think he, I think uh, Donnie Yen is. I think what what the the scene that Ben uh, ex- exemplifies a good um, way to just say the humor in this movie is movie very funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 
and I, I appreciated the the levity, and I think the the humor in this one works uh, in ways that uh, that it hasn't before. Not to say that there isn't humor in the movies, it's just I think the more more of the humor in this movie landed for me than it has before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just I really like this one. I, I also, I also, oh, oh, I, also I, I, I also, I also, I also love the the aesthetics of this movie. Yeah. Oh, I thank love, you. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. how this movie looks. I love how I love the the gravitas of the just like or the the pomp and circumstance of everything. Like you see the Marquis, he's always dressed in the nines. He always looks good. He's always in the dirt in this grand place. But also I really love those really thick metal cards that they have when everything was all set up for the duel or to, to choose the rules of the duel yeah. and how they, they pick the like if they disagree on rules whoever has the, the higher number card that's the thing um it's just for some reason just like the rules and regulations that the high table has when dealing with business for some reason it just fascinates me so much in of these movies and it's just like oh you have to do this like in order for john to be back with the Roma Rosca, he has to kill a random dude and and the rituals they do like the, the crest like branding themselves or even when he gets his ticket torn and in, in Parabellum, I know I'm referencing Parabellum Lies just because I watched just watched it. I'm sorry. And like it's this whole this whole series of things that they have to do to do the thing. And I just find it fascinating and I really like it. But yeah, the yeah. aesthetics of this movie, this movie looks great. Even the, the duel where they're sitting there and the guns. I like the dueling pistols. I think they're really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that duel the duel works because it's incredibly emotional. We we now kind of feel for both John and Don and uh, Kane. We don't want either of them to lose. You want them to find a way to make it so that they both win because you don't want Forrest, Kane to lose his daughter. Uh, Forrest saw this with us and pointed out that they very much have a good, the bad, and the ugly situation going on with the tracker and Kane and and John. Yeah, um, yeah, I really like it. Uh, I was gonna say that I. I value a lot the inclusion. I think in this film at the, the climax of these four films, you've got John finally having to wrestle with the weight of what his actions have cost others. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that comes across with Koji and his daughter and with um, Winston and Sharon. <clears throat> uh, and John, John, I think has gotten away with like brushing aside, like it, his path being the most important and, and what losses have occurred have not been losses that are that substantial, but now like having to reckon with like my actions have cost other people that I would say I care about. Uh, the music and something that I haven't really, not that the music has ever been bad, but like not something that I really paid attention to besides it's got a good score. This movie specifically uses a lot more pop music. I agree. Um, uh, specifically, it uses the French electronic band Justice's song uh, just uh, during the the stairway fight. That's like a very famous like electronic song from the early two thousands. Uh, uh, I really like. Um, there's also um, Nowhere to Run, which is from from the Warriors and stuff. Like that was great. Um, and like there's just more like like crunchy techno in this. Like specifically during the Osaka fight, there's some like really good techno that like it's not the same type they use in the other movies. It's a more robust score. Yeah, it's a Roma robust score. Thank you. Yeah. Uh I I noticed the music more in this one, which I just really same. appreciate. Same. Uh I wanna highlight a moment I thought was really funny. Real quickly when um they're getting ready for the duel and they're taking off their coat and their vest and all the bullets are fall- are, cl- are clinking down on the floor. So good. That's that's really funny, yeah. That was great. Um yeah I think the film's just very well Put together overall 
uh, super well crafted. All the John Wick films are aesthetically pleasing and enjoyable to watch oh, yeah. and look at. Um, but I think this one uh, capitalizes on very strong performers giving great characters. Uh, I think this has the most of them and and benefits a lot from it. Yeah. Should I write? Oh, man. Uh, I'll go weird. first on my rating. If that's go for okay. It. Go for it. Go for nine. Please. Solid nine. Amazing. A great action movie. You don't feel the length. Um, I'm probably on a second watch. I may have a few more nitpicks here and there. But other than that, because I do agree with Sparks, they do Ooh. talk about how John's a killer and you have he can't run away from being a killer. That's a they say that a lot. Um, but other than that, this is a solid, this is an amazing action film. Um, it's a fun time. If you love action movies, this is a, a really solid and a really great just stamp on John Wick. So solid nine. I will give it a 9.5. Love it. Love it. Love it. It might... It's it's again. I just watched it yesterday, but like, I like I definitely like it more than one and three. Uh, two mm-hmm. is like the gold standard, but like this movie's doing it's doing so much more in a variety of ways. Like with enough time, I think this might be my favorite one and the best one. I think, but you know, time time. I need more time. Sparks? I say ten. Yeah. Ten? Hell yeah. It's a ten. All right. And you even had a, you even had a negative you wanted to bring up. Interesting. Huh? You even said you even specifically said a negative in the beginning. Uh, yeah, you know, but I mean, like, um, I think that's that is, I think that is a minor problem in this film and a major problem of the franchise. Like when you watch them all closer together, it really stands out. I think when you watch them further apart from each other, it's much less problematic. And I think in this movie, only once would it have bothered me because I watched all three the days beforehand, I was like, yo, like what? This is a lot of this kind of, but like as a singular film, yeah. I don't think it's as big of a problem. Okay, I'm going to roll a D20 to know what my score is. Did you hear? Ben, Brandon has given it a 20. A 20, friends. No, oh, this, is, this is a six. No, it's a nine. <laughs> it's a nine. I would have been, Rank I would have laughed Rank the John Wick films. Rank them. Two, four, one, three. <sighs> if if you gun to my head right now, four, two, one, three. Yeah, gun to my head. Yeah, it, I think right now I'm pretty confident it's a four, two, one, three. It's been a long time since I've seen one and two, but I think I liked one a little bit more. But once again, it's been a long time since I last seen them. I think it. Uh, I would go. Um. <sighs> I, four is up there. Four is either number one or number two. Three is on the bottom. So one and two would be fighting for second and third. Yeah. All right. All right. Shall we go into our book club? Mm-hmm.